0: Hey guys, welcome and welcome back to the podcast. This is Riverish. My name is River, pronouns they them or he him. And we are here with Anders. Anders, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Anders. <laughs> Anders from the Heartland Collective. Pronouns are he him. Sweet. Have you ever been on a podcast before? A few times, yeah. You have? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty neat. Um so, what do you what do you do? Tell me about your life. <laughs> wow. Um my life is um, it's a pretty
1: miraculous gift that I've co-created for myself um i've kind of re- i've redesigned my life entirely from the ground up um, mm-hmm. about seven or eight years ago i was I was on um you know spending most of my time in front of my computer building a tech startup and I'm a mm-hmm. startup entrepreneur, so I've always been in and out of various different businesses and uh I found myself many many times just kind of glued in front of my screen for way more hours in a day than I should have. And I was always doing it because I thought I had to, because I thought I had to just do the grind. And then at the other end, you know, there would be a carrot and it would be really, really yummy. And as long as I kept hustling harder and harder and harder, sometime I would get there. And um, and about seven years ago, I was deep into um, one of one of these startups and had invested my whole life into it and was in a b- bunch of debt and I had a really profound experience that really caused me to totally, um, throw away everything I had like ever worked on oh, to wow. the point. What happened? Um, it was a, um, it was a shamanic experience hmm. of, uh, of a certain type and it was an opportunity that I got, I got, I got my butt kicked actually. <laughs> like I spiritually, I've, I've never gotten my butt kicked like that before and I got my life shown to me and and I want I want kids in the future I want a family and I want um a lifestyle that um that I can share with my kids and my family um but I realized that in the route in the way that I was going I wasn't ever I wasn't creating space for mm. myself to have that and one of my biggest whys in my early like business days that I'd created was that I wanted to become successful so that I didn't become like my dad in the way that he became successful. Hmm. So he became successful, but at the price of losing his marriage and at the price of not having a relationship with us kids to the point where when they got divorced, I didn't even care because I didn't have a relationship with my dad. So I vowed to myself that as a kid, or as a, as a young adult, when I got into entrepreneurship, my big why was that I wanted to make sure I had time and freedom so that I got to really get to know my kids. Mm. Um, and that was a big motivator for me. But what I realized was that I kind of caught myself, I mean, mid through in my early 30s, where I was doing exactly what he was doing. And if I kept doing what he would did, I would end up getting what he got Which was, sure, some certain level of success, but it wasn't success in the way that I see success today. Mm. It wasn't uh, joy and wasn't filled filled with connection. It was filled with, you know, dough to line one's pockets. (laughs) But what is that if we don't have love and connection?
0: For sure. I think it's so interesting when you look at how people tend to to grow in their lives, and a lot of times they do wind up mimicking what their parents do as they come into their own adulthood, because we don't have necessarily all these tools when we're younger to really, like, understand how to not do that, because that's kind of what you learn. So it's really interesting that you were able to have this experience and kind of turn your life around and see, like, success does not always just equate to money. While money is great, and that's something that I do want, I also want love and joy and space and time. You know, I think time is probably one of the most, if not the most valuable things like a human could have. Yeah. You know, because it's it's literally the measurement of how much life you have to live. And without that, how much are you truly living? Where is the success? Yeah. Yeah. So what is it that you're doing now so you for those of you listening anders he created this heartland collective awesome place and i've been staying here and he's been just an amazing and amazing being in my life to be not just a host but a friend and i'm very grateful for him so i'd love to like let him tell you guys what he's doing here and what his vision is and yeah a little bit about that
1: cool thanks so so I spent a few years. One of my businesses that I had was a real estate business down in Costa Rica. Mm. It was uh, I was kind of a. Um, it felt like I was in the wild, wild west. Uh, <laughs> and I was driving like quads around and riding horses to look at properties, oh and and uh, it was an amazing part of my life. But one of the things I got from that was that I got to spend a lot of time in the jungle. Cool. Yeah, and what I realized about the jungle is that it is just naturally abundant. Mm. Right, like like if you sit in the jungle and just look at everything, it is just oozing with abundance oh everywhere, yeah. like the water you know like the the grass and then the trees and then the grass around the trees and the wildlife and the ants and the bugs and the snakes and the everything like everything together mm. is the epitome of abundance to me and uh and and so, after spending time in the jungle, I just kind of started thinking about it and and before I there's this thing called permaculture. Yeah. And so I wasn't well equipped at that time in concepts of permaculture, but I started studying it. And what I love about permaculture is that it actually takes once the systems are set up, the systems take care of themselves. Yeah. And they create abundance by design, because that's what they're designed <laughs> yeah, to do. Yeah, for sure. If you set so them up neat. Right. And so I realized that like the jungle does an amazing job of it's of creating like permaculture and of course water has a huge thing to do with it because water is life yeah water creates life and abundance of it and and so what I also realized was that I had something to learn from nature and I really got into biomimicry
0: what is biomimicry
1: so biomimicry is is when you um um, you use nature and you, you copy what nature does hmm. uh, in our human lives so that we can um, thrive more like nature does. Ah. And so, so one of the things that happens in the jungle naturally is, which is a permaculture, um, a permaculture concept is the stacking of functions. Huh. And the stacking of functions means that if you're doing, um, doing one thing then... Um, if that thing also supports another thing so you you know it's it's kind of like that saying of you know killing killing a, two birds, two with, birds one stone. with one stone you know that's like stacking functions in a way mm. and so the jungle does that on very many different levels and yeah. that's why there's such natural um such a natural source of abundance and so I wanted to copy that mm. and so so after um, after I had this big epitome of realizing that I didn't want to be in front of my computer anymore and I was going the ro- completely the wrong way, I uh, took a major hiatus from all of that and I wanted to redesign my life. And one of the concepts, another concept that I learned from a friend of mine was um, was that it's really vital that we become conscious to fully design our own life, just like you design you know, like a brochure and graphic design, if you really think about your life and you really design it in the way that like you actually want it, that is like the most abundant way that one could live. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, and, and what I also realized was that as an entrepreneur, I had some good ventures and I had some where I just fell flat on my face Mm. and then I got up five foot six inches closer to my goal and I got up (laughs) and I tried it again, you know? And um, and I also realized that I had a lot of things in common with other entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and many of them. Like at the at the at the late end of my last startup before I threw the towel in, you know, I was sleeping on different couch. I was sleeping on my mom's couch, sometimes or French couch. I was sleeping in my office. I was eating top ramen. <laughs> I was doing whatever to I'd, whatever I could do to save money. And to live as cheap as possible. And I didn't realize how vital it was for me to maintain the highest vibrational self. Mm. And how much that would affect everything else that I did. Yeah. And so, um, so after, after I quit that, I realized that, man, there's a lot of other entrepreneurs that live just like that. And those people, many of them have really great ideas. Yeah. and they have really great concepts that they want to get out there but they might not be supported in this uh, in the societal like ec- you know business economic economic structure that is created for most entrepreneurs hmm. and maybe if they're creating a business that isn't intended um, to only make money they might not find the proper investors you know because yeah. investors and capitalism and capitalists and Many angel investors, sometimes many of them, are just into ventures that are going to make a bunch of money. Yeah, not necessarily what's the best for us, smaller like communities. What's the best for our us, um, you know, smaller groups of people? Mostly, what they care about is like what can scale really, really large yeah. and what can make us all a bunch of money. For sure. But unfortunately, many of those ventures, you know, aren't usually the best for our environment and aren't usually sometimes not the best for, um, for a regenerative future. Yeah. So it makes it harder for those entrepreneurs to, to start ventures like that, but they don't care because they know it's the right thing to do. And even if they die trying, if they fail trying, it's okay because they're trying something that is intending to make our world a better place. Yeah. So I knew all that. And that was one of the reasons I felt why, you know, I didn't make it in my, in my last venture. And then I realized that what entrepreneurs, the most successful entrepreneurs, they solve problems. Yes. And if you're really good at solving problems, then (laughs) you'll make a lot of money. Yeah. And not only will you make a lot of money, but you'll like help a lot of people. Yeah. You know? And because the bigger, so the bigger the problem, the bigger the reward for everybody. And so what I felt was one of the biggest problems was the fact that there are so many Amazing entrepreneurs out there that have all these great ideas that have all this great stuff. And the biggest problem is that the, the system that we have isn't actually supportive to those people and to those ventures. And the problem is that if we don't have those ventures and those ideas, we can't fully get to a regenerative like Mm. place. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So, um, so Heartland Collective, even though it's, you know, it's going through a few different phases for the last we started we got this land about six years ago took us a you know two to three years to really think about and figure out what we wanted to do with the place and then after that our build mode kind of begun and we've been in build mode now for three years and will probably always in one way or another be in build mode but um but heartland collective is um is, the, is, is we're building it to be that type of place which is the incubator for those type of entrepreneurs so mm. they can come here and really like launch their business. And not only can they come here and launch their business when they can experience uh, where they're you know an hour away from town so they don't have the distractions of normal town stuff so they can yeah, really focus sure. on what they're here to do. And we have the lake so we have great recreation. And we're intending to bring yoga retreats and meditation retreats and we have a healing center where they can get access to you know these um, sensory deprivation tanks and uh, sensory exaltation tanks and um, and we're now in the process of finally this week planting out uh, our full veggie garden so in the future when they come they can have full farm-to-table organic meals get fed really really high vibrational food and so we're creating this lifestyle, which I look at to be like the human jungle. Yeah, you know, so I'm back to like that. <laughs> so it's like how, so if, if I was one of those blades of grass in the jungle, what would my what, what would my human jungle look like, and how could we mm. all work together in order for me to then become that giant Iguanacaste, <laughs> you know, tree? Yeah, you know, because uh, they all started out that small, and because of the environment, they were able to grow so large. And so, um, so, in a way, that is what we're creating here. And so, it'll take us a few more years to be able to take in uh, companies here, uh, but right now, we're still focused on building this place out, and right now, we have, a. in the last few years, we've built a massive 45-foot yoga deck, you know, four or five other um, large um, experiential decks, we've got some beautiful cedar um, outdoor showers, we've got biofilter compost toilets, and and uh, cob benches, and pizza cob ovens, and <laughs> building a new kitchen, and we've got this amazing kiva, uh, and kiva is this underground um, subterranean um, sacred fire pit area, where we can Mm. sit, you know, 150 people or so around the
0: fire. Yeah, the Kiva area is so beautiful. I think that was one of the first things when I came to Heartland I fell in love with because we gather around every Sunday night and just have, like, this beautiful fire and, like, this just really nice feeling of collective effervescence and just being able to experience, like, slowly creating community. Even Mm. for, like, newcomers, I felt like that was one of the most... Beautiful ways to just connect with everyone because pretty much almost every week everyone would come. Yeah. You know, and that was one of the coolest things for me because I just, as somebody who does the work trade program here, I think it's really nice to have those community experiences because I think you do a really good job at creating this perfect balance between recreation and work here. You know, and I think that's something that's not often done at a lot of places. You know, they'll be like, okay. Them work and then you could do you yeah. but you have this way of bringing people together and hosting events and having people share their feelings before even just going to work which yeah. you know i remember day one of walking in and there was a talking stick and i'm like okay uh-huh. these are like this this really this is really my life right now yeah. you know this is this is what i manifested a community where we have shared feelings and talking sticks yeah <laughs> but um I think it's just such a beautiful vision and I think it's really cool that you you went from literally like thinking about the idea of you eating ramen to farm to table food yeah. that you've grown yourself and you've had your partner and your community and your work traders help grow with you is just such a special thing. Yeah. To have that that type of growth and to have that symbolism really come to life. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's so neat, and um, I'm curious to see what is it, what types of businesses do you want to attract to Heartland? Like, what are you thinking?
1: Yeah, so, um, so one of the things that I that I really love creating is is platform building,
0: mm. you know,
1: and like setting the stage, mm. and uh, and yes, I'm sure I'll be involved in the, in the handful of businesses, you know, that we do here. And I really have no idea, you know, <laughs> yeah. and that's kind of part of the beauty of what it is that you know we're, what we're creating. But my initial focus is that because of because of so many reasons, there are very many people that are trying to do this type of thing. Yeah, you know, there are people are excited to buy land. People want to start communities. People want to have businesses. People want to do it all. But then sometimes they buy it and they're like, okay, here we go. And they're like, how do we actually do this? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and that's kind of where um, one of the things that I, one one of the reasons why I love business is because there exist systems
0: in business.
1: And if you follow a proven system, you're more likely to actually have success. That's why franchises Mm -hmm. are like really popular. And that's why you can sell them for a bunch of money because they've figured out a system that people like. Yeah. That, you know, if you do the system, you're going to be successful. Mm. Nobody wants to waste their time, and I think that right now it's such an important time with regard to you know moving away from the city centers a little. Now I'm not saying that the city centers aren't important because I think that they're a, a really vital link, but I also think that other ways of living that are much more regenerative. Are really really important mm. places to go in case you know future COVID happens or in future whatever happens to be connected to yeah. land-based places where you know where the food is coming from you know you can go and a worst-case scenario and you know you have community and then you can go be yeah. and actually allow your nervous system to fully get back into a natural circadian rhythm mm. And if you don't have those places, there's going to be a level of stress within you that is similar to that level of stress that I had within me, you know, like 10 years ago when I was in the hustle and I was like, hustle, 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 because someday, maybe in the future I can have X, Y, Z. Yeah. So now instead I went back to the very like beginning. I said, well, let's just start creating X, Y, Z right now with less and then start, you know, building the soil. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's like another really important concept from permaculture is soil building. You know, and and what I mean by that is there are ways where you can make the most horrible uh, clay, hard, rocky soil super fertile. Oh, wow. And super, super, you know, yummy for plants and vegetables and microbes and and nature to fully, like, take over so that you can reuse that soil. Mm. And so, once again, like what we're, what i decided to do was kind of the a metaphor to that is like well let me just go from the ground up and reinvent myself and reinvent the system so that the environment that we're creating is fertile
0: mm. for
1: these different businesses for these different people and for everybody that comes here to um, experience what it is that we have yeah and so so creating places like this is so important and so the systems behind it is something that I'm really interested in, so that we can share those systems to those other people yeah. that might be, you know, looking for places like this. This, so that they can then get to where we're at in like much faster time, <laughs> and then we can interlink all of these beautiful centers, and yeah. then we can help them all be more or less on the same page with regard to how to do this and that and this. Yeah, and then we'll be just more. Um, on the same page with all of it, Mm. allowing us, allowing it to be easier for us to go from one location to the other and feel more in tune with what's happening.
0: I think some of the coolest things about you are the fact that you're not a hoarder of knowledge. You know, there's a lot of people out there that I know that are creating successful businesses, but they don't want to share their secrets. You know, they'll, they'll keep it exactly that a secret. And I love that your desire to, to create a beautiful symbiotic relationship with other entrepreneurs and also other lands and whatever may come is outweighed like well outweighs like this desire to to just like do it by yourself and make money and be like oh i did this yeah. and it's mine you know because there's there's so much beauty in having support and a supportive leader because yeah. i i'd say that you do a leadership role very well and I think one of the things that work really well in the system that you have that created Heartland was your, the way that you take action. You know, you don't just sit and sit and sit and wait and hope and wait and hope. You know, you're very eager. Sometimes you're eager it gets like very like, I want to do this right now, even though the parts aren't here. Yeah. But you're very good at taking action. You know, I, I think that's one of the most... Admirable qualities in people is when they're like okay i 'm going to actually do this and yeah. hold myself accountable and be responsible yeah I think that's such an important quality
1: yeah, and I think that's a really important quality for anyone looking to start something like this because there are natural levels of of hierarchy that mm. could like come into play when somebody buys land, yeah, right, and when somebody buys land it could be natural or normal for them or those people to think that like, well, you know, I bought this land, so I don't need to go shovel dirt. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> do this or do that. Um, but I think that there is, when, when you lead from a place of you're actually willing to do anything that you're asking anybody else to do, yeah. uh, it creates a vibration that is, Um, collaborative and and there's a forward motion to it and I think that it is uh, much more fun for everybody
0: to be part of. I think it's really cool because I remember when we were working on the wood project building furniture like I saw you sanding and I'm like man this dude's literally sanding tables when he has like six other people that are completely capable of doing that and that was such a big marker for me because you know as somebody who's come from corporate America and somebody who's come from like so many different jobs i have worked and a lot of my bosses in the past would not yeah would not do any groundwork you know they worked their way up and they earned their title and they're not going to do anything less because now they don't have to yeah and i think it's so cool that not only do you do it but you want to do it yeah and i think that sets you apart from a lot of different people because some people will do it but they'll roll their eyes and make it Mm -hmm. be like ugh all right whatever since yeah. nobody else is gonna do it i'll do it or yeah. you know let's just get it done but you are like very into doing whatever you're doing you put your heart into literally everything you do
1: yeah yeah and and i mean i do also gotta admit that a few of those times when you might have seen me sanding and this might be an inside joke to those of you that like <laughs> know a thing or two about woodworking but i kind of did the like from 180 to 180 to 400 bro <laughs> because like the difference in feeling from 180 to 400
0: oh my god it's pretty pretty sexy yeah. <laughs> it is it goes from like kind of smooth kind of nice to like oh my god <laughs> i could slide all up on this and <laughs> rub my body on it <laughs> oh man so how did you get involved with getting a work trade program what brought that idea out of you
1: Well, I think taking one step back is is important before we get into that because I wasn't able to do this all by myself, Mm. right? I I came and I found this land and I was really willing to dive in and invest everything I had personally, financially, and time-wise to make this vision work, but still, that wasn't enough to do, you know, like all of this. And so... Um, so I did something that many people probably could never imagine themselves doing is to um, go into business with your mom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and co-create something uh, really, really beautiful for the future, like with your parent. And, um, and this isn't the first time where we've been in business together. So, uh, mm. it's, it was good to know that. You know, I think that it was good to know. It was good to have some prior experience, feeling comfortable and good about doing something like this. But what I also really felt strongly was that this is like a legacy move. You know, mm. this isn't just you know an X Y Z whatever type of business. This is like a legacy business where investing here in the land. Isn't like you're asking, you know, your family member to invest a chunk of money into a widget company when like the widget company might go like go under yeah. and then, you know, then your, you know, your mom or your dad or your parents are going to lose a bunch of money and that could be a pretty bad thing. Yeah but because real estate is more or less i mean always you know always going up over time over the long periods and then also because improvements to land is only going to increase value in the land Mm -hmm. you know once again this this uh concept of stacking functions you know is like brought in here because i want to help my mom invest in good things and i want to do everything i can to like help her future legacy and help my future legacy and help my family's future legacy mm. and um and so partnering with with her on this was such a like a um an obvious thing yeah. to do <laughs> and also because I really feel like having an elder vibe in mm-hmm. what it is that we're doing is really really important. And what I also wanted to do was really support this type of business, um support and encourage and uh kind of bring uh hopefully bring create a new trend because if you re- if we realize if we really did the numbers and we realized how much money is actually like being uh being held by our older generation and and because there's not enough trust, if there was more trust, then a bunch of that money could get reinvested into land-based projects like this. But because there's not a lot of trust, I don't think it's uh, it's happening enough, but it's so beautiful because uh because the money's there and all we got to do is really improve the relationships and then our futures get to Prosper in such is so much of a better way than if I did have venture capitalists invest in this that don't have my interests in mind and don't have my family's interests in mind, don't have you know like our community's interests in mind. Yeah. So um, so I showed her the land, and uh, luckily, you know, (laughs) uh, I would have found another way to do it, but luckily she was um, hell yeah. You know, let's, yeah. let's let's do this.
0: Yeah, Shama Shama's amazing. I I love your mother. She is, she's such a sweet, kind person, and she's like also on the front lines doing some work and taking care of the land and financially investing and taking care of a ton of things while also still like living her life, which yeah. is so nice. And she offers this beautiful presence of wisdom to anyone who comes here and to. To want to help and be a cry doula, you know, yeah. just even that yeah. is just such an important component. Yeah. And I mean, I personally could never imagine jumping into bed with my mother for business. Yeah. You know, it's just not something that I, me and my mom do not have very similar yeah. ideals about business or or even just lifestyles. Yeah, know? yeah. And I think it's really special to to see a parent-child relationship where they look at one another as still equals and yeah. are still able to, to co-create and live very similar ideals, if not the same ideals in life. Yeah. So I think that's really, really profound that you guys were able to create a dynamic with that in mind.
1: Yeah. And so, um, so with regard to the work trade program, um, you know, my, my mom's definitely not uh, a mega wealthy person. Uh, it was a stretch. It was a real. It was a big stretch to get this and get to where we're at. And um, I'm not a small thinker. Uh, <laughs> no,
0: you're not. <laughs> and so,
1: and so, I'm like the ideas that I have and the things that I want to do are um, are uh, are pretty big, and um, and it doesn't match a small. It doesn't match necessarily like a really small frugal budget. Yeah. And so um, when I, you know, when I looked at it to in order to do all the things that I want to do. It is going to take a lot of labor, you know, like, yeah, materials are expensive, but like labor is like, you know, really, really expensive. And what I also really wanted to do was um, one of my passions in life is providing experiences Mm. and helping people grow. And that's also Shama's like one of her big passions is helping people grow. And um, and so thinking about that, we, we then found out that, okay, well, You know, there are these like woofing programs and these like world packer programs where people really want to come in from all over the world and partake in eco villages and and help build and help create. And they want a um, cultural exchange is really what what they're looking for. Within that cultural exchange, of course, they're willing to, you know, like throw some soil and sand some boards (laughs) and do kind of whatever it is that you need help with in order to get to where you want to go. Uh, but overall, they want a cultural exchange, and so we started thinking about like, well, what is the cultural exchange, mm. you know, that we can offer? What would feel really good for somebody? And um, and so we developed a um, a pretty a pretty full packed um, two to three month program where where people can come in, they help out uh, five hours a day, five days a week, and we provide them three meals a day, and um, and and after that. During the week, you know, people are free to do whatever they want. But because we're an hour away from town, mm-hmm. we also realize that there's not a lot for people to do. Mm. You know, like, of course, they can go hiking around here and they can take the kayaks out and they can do all of this different stuff. But um, but still, but usually younger people, like, they want social interaction and they want to, you know, yeah, experiences further than what the na- nature was going to offer So we integrated these like gifting circles. We integrated these systems where the people living here could really express and share and and offer their own unique gifts. Hmm. So that then created this like inner like social fabric and this inner experience that we no longer um, that has a life of its own. Yeah. Which is like, you know, which is the, the only way. I mean, there's no way. I or Shama could, like, offer the level of experiences that five or six or ten people can offer each other.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, you guys got a lot under your tool belt, but it's always good to have, like, different backgrounds and sharing different things. Yeah. And I would like to say, as somebody who comes here, who, who's who been staying here for the past three months and some change, there there's been a lot of really amazing skills that I've learned from not just the work trade program, but the people here, you know? Like, Courtney, who currently is Anders' partner. She was she started out as a work trader and she has been one of my biggest inspirations as like a person for just working on communication skills you know and those relationship communication team building exercises and then having people teach different types of yoga or meditation or prayer services whatever it is it's been such a dream because you know like if you were anywhere else you'd have to pay a lot of money to get all of these classes offered yeah yeah. and as somebody who does teach I love teaching yeah and you know it's we've had COVID so I haven't really had a lot of opportunities to teach outside of here and wouldn't probably take them if I did have them yeah. but it's been really good to be able to teach here just about every week and yeah. you know continue to craft and hone in on my skills yeah so it's been really cool <laughs> yeah it's beautiful
1: and and what to to fur, to further the experience that we're creating for like work traders here it's always been a, uh, a goal of mine to create the most equitable system basically like available and, and creatively figure out a way for people to feel that like man I am just excited to help out here because of all the things that we're doing now but also the things that we're doing in the future mm. so we've kind of gamified the whole like work <laughs> trade system and we're in the process of maybe in the future creating a cryptocurrency oh cool but now right now it's just a point-based thing yeah and so people um as the more they help, the more points they accrue, and then if they accrue enough points, then they can get like free stays in the future. And they, if they accrue more points, they can um, they can even get to like a, a place of equity. Yeah, you know? it's almost there. Yeah, and like what, and what what it is that we're doing, like profit sharing and the business yeah. models that we are um, that we're creating. And I think that's really unique, and it offers then a culture. Like we're creating this culture and this group, this army you know of like super passionate people that have grown with us and through us and become more and more like better leaders within themselves so that as we expand this to multiple different properties now we have you know 10 20 50 100 or like a list of hundreds you know people that have come here over the years and we can basically have a big party and just really like set up the next place Mm. in like half the amount of time
0: literally count me in whenever you open up your next property please call me i'm so there (laughs) i think it's i think it's just such a unique experience heartland you know like i've heard a lot of things about some other work trade programs and most are good but Nothing has been as good as the reviews I've heard about Heartland. You know, like, just talking to different people that have stayed here, I was asking a couple of people, I'm like, what's been your favorite WorldPacker Day? Because, you know, I'm always interested in new places. and yeah. Pretty much it was a unanimous Heartland. So I'm like, damn, <laughs> they set a bar? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to find another bar yeah. that high. <laughs> and it, it's really, really, really cool. Like, I just think it's such a beautiful place. And, like beautiful people and there's this vision you know I think there's something really cool about this this vision you know it's off grid living first off which is like hella cool that's such a like important thing for the environment plus it's become like a really good not just important thing for the environment but trend but you know you guys have been doing it before it became trendy if you will put some air quotes around that Yeah, and also like there's this really like big desire to be excited about the work that we're doing here. You know, like yeah. I never put up a greenhouse before and that's so cool because not only am I learning this skill, but I'm also helping the planet and there's also this beautiful exchange of like, I'm doing this for these people. They're doing this for me and we're doing this project together.
1: Sounds like you're stacking functions.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> stacking function, symbiotic relationships. It's a really good time. You're yeah. a permaculture within a permaculture. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you learn? Where did you start learning permaculture that was Costa rica
1: um just really um i'm i think just but just by observation
0: mm.
1: really observation and reading articles hmm. i'm not um i'm no i'm nowhere close to a permaculture professional um but i'm really excited to <laughs> say that um that in on april 1st to the 18th um it looks like we're going to be offering our first permaculture design certification
0: from here oh man yeah i'm coming back (laughs) and it's
1: uh and it's a mix of um of herbalism Mm. and um social permaculture huh yeah and uh and i might i mean we haven't actually launched this um, as a concrete thing uh, publicly, mm-hmm. but it, but whether it's this, we've tried to set up th- three before this, but for one reason or another, it just fell through and it didn't work mm-hmm. out. But it really feels like this one is going to move forward. So stay mm-hmm. tuned, like on our website, to make <laughs> sure that it is happening, and oh, the people that me. are involved are some of the most amazing teachers, mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of an, another part of. Why I'm doing all this? Once again, it's like lifestyle design. So, I want to create this platform. To uh, there's it's a little bit of a self selfish reason because there are a lot of things I want to learn.
0: Yes. And
1: there are a lot of teachers I want to learn from. And so, um, if I build the best platform for them, they will be excited to come teach it. And yes. you know, then I won't have to travel to like all over the world in order to find them <laughs> because they will come here. And I can learn, yeah. you know, and that's like a big, big part of the, um, the learning aspects and the educational aspect of our of our nonprofit as well, mm. is that um, we want to learn ourselves and we want to teach other people. And so selfishly, I end up choosing the courses that <laughs> I really want to learn about. But of course, other people do, too. Makes sense. Yeah.
0: I mean, I've I've worked at a couple of places and teaching yoga and Reiki and all that stuff for people who started up their business for the same exact reason, you know? you It's so beautiful to be able to have that freedom of pulling in all these people and gaining all of these skills in your own turf. Yeah. You know, because sometimes it's just not always accessible to, like, go to Poly like, for this weekend to learn permaculture level one and yeah. then like thailand for permaculture number two a year yeah. later yeah you know and you could just be like okay let's go yeah. bringing it home and get yeah. to learn all these cool things and i think that's one of the neatest things that's yeah. actually like i think it was about three or so maybe four years ago i had the idea of buying a 100 acres of land and really wanting to create a place where teachers could come and teach so I could learn yeah (laughs) and like having this this exchange of like people teaching and people like staying and building a community and it's really neat when you find other places that have that similar desire and do that already because i mean i didn't even know that community-based living was a thing when i came up with that idea i was like i don't know how i'm gonna make it work but i'm gonna figure it out yeah (laughs) so it's been really this place has been such an inspiration for that dream you know this place has been like it's doable, yeah, and it's taught me quite a few things on how to do it. Yeah, so I'm really excited to to make that movement move after I feel satisfied traveling and not learning because you're never really satisfied learning. Yeah, haven't hit that point yet, but if I do, hopefully you won't. Yeah, I don't think I will. Yeah, I I, I can't imagine hitting a point where <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm I got over it. it. I, I figured it, it out. <laughs> You know, it's, unless you're just living in a constant state of love and you're kind of just, like, blissed out, like, in a cave somewhere, that might be it. Yeah. That, that's maybe the ultimate I got it. Yeah. But other than that, by the way, I think you have a spider on your shoulder. Uh, oh, okay. It's a little bug. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of pure, cute little animals out here, too, which is really, really cute to see, like, the deer and stuff. <laughs> so... Let's um let's start wrapping up. We've got about five or so minutes left. Is there anything that you wanna say to the audience here or just put out into the universe and any lessons?
1: Yeah, I mean I one of the one of the things I definitely wanna say is that because there are a lot of people out there wanting to do things like Heartland, I would say the first thing that I would highly recommend to do is go spend a month or two you know, like at these places, mm. if you can, if you feel in light in alignment, you know, spend like a year if they'll allow you because the amount of lessons that you'll get, even though it might feel to some degree that like, you're not doing the thing that you want to do, but everything that you're going to learn is going to help you become like light years ahead of where you would be. Mm. So, uh, so that's my number one top recommendation <laughs> for anybody looking to do something like this.
0: Yes. I definitely would totally agree with that because before and I had, like, the vision of conscious living and starting that up. I was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And now I'm like, okay, I know a thing or two. Yeah. And I can also build stuff now. So I can actually, like, physically build the the property. Even just for that value alone, it's been, like, innumerable value. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Do you want to plug yourself in? Let out some your website your instagram facebook youtube channel any of that kind of stuff so people could find you
1: sure um so you can find uh, heartland or myself uh, through heartlandcollective.org and then also on facebook um, heartland collective and uh, also instagram um the heartland collective Mm -hmm. and uh, from there you know direct message and you can get to me from any of those places
0: perfect and are you open to people coming and staying here? Are you taking new applicants?
1: Yeah, the best way to find us uh, or apply is either through WOOF uh, Woof website or the World Packers website, or you can also apply directly from our website. And um, and then we just take it on a case-by-case. Case. Sometimes we have really big projects going on. And then we would love to have like 20 people here for a while. <laughs> and some people, we're not as busy. So maybe it's good with a good 10 or so. So, mm. But we're always taking new people. Because people usually cycle out every month or every two months. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. Plus, you also have an Airbnb here. So if you guys are interested in just coming for a weekend and experiencing the land, come check out the Airbnb. And you can also just come for a day visit. Give Anders a little reach out on facebook and be like hey can i can i see your property i want to see if it might feel like a fit yeah so there's always that so thank you so much anders you've been phenomenal heartland has been it is the heart in the land you Mm -hmm. know and it's it's it holds a very special place in my heart and this place has felt like home and really bittersweet to be leaving but i'm so grateful for these experiences thank you
1: so much Mm, thanks everybody for tuning in
0: thanks guys all right so check us out next week we'll be coming at you with a surprise guest and i hope you guys have a phenomenal day stay beautiful stay safe stay healthy